Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we casually discuss the Animorphs one book at a time. I'm Casey. And I'm Alex. We've done all the books. And now we're diving into the TV show. Join us every Tuesday for a new mission. And don't worry, we promise to have you back under the two-hour time limit. Maybe. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a grave announcement to make. Incredible as it may seem, both the observations of science and the evidence of our eyes lead to the inescapable assumption that those strange beings who landed in the Jersey farmlands tonight are the vanguard of an invading army. Ladies and gentlemen, Rachel Berenson. I don't know if her last name is Berenson. We just assume it is. And I do, you, you know what? I'll go ahead and just say that this episode for me started by Scott going, oh, is that Rachel? That's Rachel. That's Rachel. <laughs> it's Rachel. Scott. Immediately after this, when the whole window opening thing happened and she's looking out the window, oh, he's yeah. like, oh, oh, someone's creeping on her from the tree. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, oh. Are they going to throw a bird through her window? Are they going <laughs> to chuck it through her window? And I was like, oh. And he was like, they're going to chuck it through her window. Oh, my they're God. They're going to chuck it in there. What? And then as soon as the hawk came through, he was like, oh, just like nigh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. So what did you think of this episode? That being the fifth episode of this TV show. Of this, this in our Lord, the year 2020. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Um, I obviously was immediately on board with a Rachel episode. Like, uh-huh. I was delighted every time we saw Brooke on screen. She was wonderful and amazing. Her acting was fantastic. I was delighted that we got to see a, a fuck ton of Visitor 3. Yeah, we did. Um, in many different forms. Well, in many different forms. And by well, many, I mean two, two yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Um, the actor playing Chapman just fucking stepped up his game. He did! Yeah, he was knocking it out of the park today. He finally, like, figured out what this show was going to be about, and he got it. His um, his actor, by the way, is Richard Solly? S-A-L-I? Richard Solly. What the fuck, Richard? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, <sighs> I sort of liked this episode. I, you s- only sort of. Why only sort because of? Because I, with uh, most of these episodes, I mostly like them, but I have several contentious issues with some of them. Mm-hmm. Some aspects of them. Sure. Such as such as the fucking opening of, of this particular episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shall I, shall I launch into it? I God, yeah, we better before I start talking again. Okay, so this is episode five. It's called Between Friends, which I don't fucking know what that means. So, oh yeah, cause... I'm assuming it's like a reference to the note and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. friends being Rachel and Melissa. Yeah. Um, this episode's basically book two, but like really, really pared down. Um, yeah. The first thing I've written in my notes is this episode opens with a solid minute of editing fuckery. Oh my god, yes. You are not <laughs> fucking wrong about that. Oh my god. It's it's like the basic gist of it is it's nighttime at Rachel's house. She's reading in bed. She's reading like Tiger Beat or some teen magazine. I think it's called She doesn't know what a tiger is, so it's very confusing <laughs> That's for her. True. <laughs> I think it's actually called like Teen Machine or some shit. I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 great. Um but she hears a hawk screech. Uh, she gets out of bed and opens her window 
and there's a bunch of shots of or from the tree outside and it, it they're making it look like kind of like a scary horror movie like somebody's watching her um and she's like i'll be watching yeah <laughs> um and like she's acting really sketched out and she's like hello is anyone there and she like turns away and finally like the camera zooms in on her and she turns around and starts screaming and then the hawk flies into her room um i don't really know why they were going with this like suspense horror angle i don't really know either i guess it's because like we weren't this is in quotation marks weren't supposed to know tobias was alive so it could have been anybody watching her before she realized oh, who it was like a like a controller or something i guess i guess like they're trying to make it like it could be anybody anybody yeah i guess i didn't think about it that way i was just kind of like why didn't they just have her like hanging out in her room and being like man i miss tobias and then have like the tap tap at her window and she realizes it's him like i don't know like there's a couple different ways you could have approached that i think because like then they couldn't have done 30 fucking cuts of the exact oh same God. 10 frames. Slow, fast, slow, fast. Zoom in, zoom out, zoom in, zoom out. Oh my God. Half <laughs> like, you know, the only credit I will give it is that at least it was somewhat in order. There was only one shot where she opens the window and then the next shot she opens the window from a different point. Like, apart from that, it was fairly, like, straightforward at least. There wasn't a lot of, like, repeating action. Um, but then as soon as the window thing happened, I was just like, okay, enough. Here's what kills me. So like, it can be effective to move the camera around a lot when you have a static shot of somebody. Like that's, I I think I was, I was just listening to something the other day that was talking about how they do that a lot in like the, I think it's the West Wing, the presidential show, because it's so much talking and like everything's about the dialogue they really move the camera around to create some visual interest in the shot uh-huh. but like it, you knew that a second later the whole still bedroom would be interrupted by the hawk entering so there's like no need to do that camera work <laughs> like it's really unnecessary and again if you had tried to do the scary movie thing but done like less cuts and just really yeah. focused on, like, one, like, long shot kind of suspense thing, I think it would have been more, like, easier to swallow. But it was just like, cut, 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 cut. You know what it reminded me of? Huh. Is in uh, Kung Pao Enter the Fist, when they do this <laughs> series of shots of him running at the camera. <laughs> and, like, he's closer and then further and then middle and then further and then Chosen closer. One! And then... I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming. Chosen, Chosen one! one! I'm coming. coming. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. I need to watch it again. Same. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> so the other wow, thing- that's a lot of nuts. <laughs> That'll be ten bucks, baby. You want friends with that? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't even interrupt. No, it's you. okay. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Um, the other thing that was kind of fucking me up about this scene was I was evaluating Rachel's room decor. And yeah. Oh, tell me. There's a lot of yellow and blue, which I don't automatically associate as being like Rachel's color scheme. Because she's not an X Man, I understand. <laughs> I mean, she does turn into Wolverine like really late in the series, but <laughs> it was the, the, 
homage to Wolverine's late 70s blue and yellow spandex suit. Oh my god, her <laughs> curtains were like checkered though. It looked like kitchen curtains. I don't know. It, she had a hot pink fuzzy dream catcher in her window. And I was just like, That's what are you so even doing? Nice. She got that at, oh, what was the fucking store that sold those cans of like foot care shit with like the pink boa on the top of it but it was like a paint can that you had to open oh my god what <laughs> claire's accessories it might have been claire's like that dream catcher was something straight out of like a claire's or a Ugh. i swear there was one with like ice in the name or something like that oh i think i know what you're talking about yeah it was like one of those stores oh my god sorry yeah no it's yeah yeah, I don't know. I, I wasn't really feeling the decor. I couldn't see any of her posters because it was dark, but I don't know. Um, Tobias is here, though. Finally. Yay! He's back! Yay! Um, Yay! He perches on the end of her bed, and he's like, it's okay, don't worry, it's me. And she's like, oh my god, Tobias! He's like, hi, Rachel. <laughs> kind of like a tone, which says a lot, dejected. I think. Yeah, dejected um, sort of like, hey. <laughs> hey, Rachel. I'm going to tell you, the only thing I was focusing on in this scene is the fact that to get that hawk through the window, they definitely put a lure on her bed. And I'm like, oh, I hope it wasn't actual meat because that hawk went in there and immediately started mantling over it. And I was like, oh, oh really? the lure. I didn't huh? notice that. It's like when he comes through the window and lands, you can see him hit the lure and he mantles oh. and then they cut immediately to him just perched there. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't mm. notice that. That's all I could find. Well, you were looking at the room decor. I was focused on one but thing. But I kept like rewinding this. Th well, you know, you're the you're the bird expert. So I assumed you would bring up any bird Never. stuff that I missed. Never claim to be an expert in anything. <laughs> I was going to ask you, um, like, at the end of the episode when he's, like, perched on Jake's and Rachel's arms, like, what you thought about that. But, like, um, yeah. Okay. Well, there's meat on her bed, I guess. There's meat. Well, I mean, it could also, if he's lure trained, it could just be, like, a little piece of leather. But I was, uh, like, I wonder if there's meat there. Because they should meat. still have meat on it. But maybe if they're trying to preserve the covers. I don't know. Who can tell? You're climbing this nasty mouse bed. Climb in this mouse or quail bed or rabbit. Mouse or quail bed. <laughs> Unspecified meat treat. Come into this meat ground bed. <laughs> Rachel, read this book in this blood-stained bed, please. <laughs> I bet Brooke would do it. She'd be like, yeah, whatever. I know. I was just looking at her. Uh, she's was posting on Instagram the other day because it looks like she has like a romantic comedy that just came out Ooh. or is coming out like this weekend. And I was like, ah, how far she's risen from the meat bed. The meat bed. <laughs> now she has a cute dog and a cute boy. Oh, I want to watch that. Um, so Tobias is here. He's perched on the bed. He's hi, Rachel. She's like, oh, my God, I thought the controllers got you. Like, what happened? And he said it took him more than two hours to get away from the yerk pool. She takes a minute to process this, and she's like, no, you have to change back. Just concentrate. And he's like, I already tried that. And she's like, try harder, which I appreciated. This is the point where Scott looked over at me and said, Betty didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> try harder. Yeah, he didn't think that of that That was the one. secret all along. I just had that to believe in boom. myself better. <laughs> Shit. <sighs> I like that she said that, though, because that, that seems like a Rachel thing to say. 
Yeah, exactly. Do it better. Fight more. <laughs> harder, better, faster, stronger. Work it harder, make it better. Do it. Um, he's like, I already tried that shit. Elfangor was right. We can't change back. And she looks upset. And then there's just a wide shot of them looking at each other in her room before we fade to black into the theme song. No turning back. No, no back. We're going to perform this for you every time. <laughs> of course. Um. <laughs> My my opinions about the theme song have changed a lot in the past couple of weeks. Like, when I first heard it, I was like, okay, you know, whatever. This is very 90s, and it's, it's just okay. But now it actually gets me really hyped up. It oh, I'm always hyped up for the theme song, for sure. It's, an, it's a great theme song. Yeah, like, normally I would skip it, but I actually really like it. It's a fucking banger, as the kids say. Let's go to school. Okay. Uh, Wait, no, fuck! No! How did you get me here? <laughs> what have you I done? I tricked you. <laughs> um, Rachel's at school. She says hi to somebody, walks down the hall. The narration, my name is Rachel. My friend Tobias fucked up royally. Now he's stuck as a hawk. <laughs> <laughs> word for word, that's what she says. <laughs> a little less accusatorily than what I said, but... Um, in case the audience forgot what he looked like, there's, like, clips of Tobias as a human from the last episode playing over the narration. Um, and he looks awful in all of them. With the yellow overlay. Yeah. But notice that most of those shots are from their flirtatious interaction in her driveway. Yeah, because uh, that's uh, the uh. best interaction. Yeah, that's the only time he was actually interacting with her. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, look, the plot. <laughs> My dad. My dad. <laughs> it's my dad. Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> Daddy, come Every to time. Me. We're going to do that every time. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so Rachel goes to her locker uh-huh. and pulls out some books. And I swear to God, one of those books is an Animorphs book. And I just sent you a screenshot and I'll, I'll post Ooh, it somewhere. That's really blurry. It Ooh. is. But like, look at the colors. Why is my phone so dark? Lighten up, screen! And you can see, okay. like, the little red scholastic tag in the corner. It's for sure a scholastic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, is that an Animorphs book? Is this, a, this is an Easter egg. If it is, it's, like, one of the Megamorphs. But I'm wondering if it's not, like, an R.L. Stein book. Oh. Hey, did you notice Boris creeping in the background there? Staring directly <laughs> into the soul of the camera? <laughs> She, like, closes the locker and suddenly it's like, Marco and Jake are here. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, Marco is like, I can't believe it, man. And Jake says, at least he's still alive. And obviously they're talking about Tobias. Um, yeah. And, you know, they, they chat about him a little bit. And then Marco's like, hey, maybe we shouldn't talk about this in public. And Jake's like, yeah, good fucking point. And they quickly agree to meet up at the barn at 630. Jake says he'll tell Cassie. And Marco and Jake leave. And they're so organized now. They're starting to really, you know, get the grasp on the whole stealth thing. Yeah. Good job. Good job, kids. Good job, everybody. All around. Um, the boys the boys leave. Uh, and then Melissa is here. She rounds the corner and she looks very sad. Um, Rachel walks up to her and is like, hey, what's up? Melissa says nothing. And then Rachel asks her, like, a series of questions that sound like really low-key interrogation. And and it's about, like, the sharing and Chapman and Melissa's, like, not really having it. Um, And Rachel's finally like, hey, can I come over after school? Melissa's like, why? 
And Rachel's like, I just want to hang out. And Melissa's like, oh, my, well, my dad doesn't like me having friends over after school. Rachel's like, since when? And Melissa's like, for a while. And, you know, obviously she's like having some sort of problem. And then she's like, all right, I'm going to go now. Bye. And she looks sad. And Rachel is concerned. My favorite part of that interaction was like, how's your dad? Uh, wake up. He is our fucking principal. You should know. You see him every day. And Rachel's like, I forgot. I knew that. Oh, shit. What was that? What was that about? That was the most awkward thing ever. I think that was the script writers being like, we have to remind the children that he's the vice principal, or he's the principal, because it's not going to come up later in the episode. They're never going to make this connection. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. Um, yep. So, I will preface this next scene by saying that I loved the camera work in this next scene. Um, oh, the barn? Yeah! So fucking good, yeah, right? Yeah, it like tracks the characters and it like moves around the barn and the choreography is really good. And it reminded me of the the Firefly really long take in in the beginning yes. of Serenity. Oh my god! But, like just the start of the shot behind the shelf, yeah. And, like the movement of like Sean moving shit around yeah. to get like the different face framing. Oh my god, this camera work was so good. Yeah, and then Rachel talks for a minute, and then it like, and then she like looks up to Marco, and the camera follows her gaze, and Marco's like hanging out in the hayloft. Like I loved that shit. <sighs> so good. Yeah, so good. I, that was okay. I I like this is one of the great things about like watching it long enough ago that i've kind of forgotten like when you hear marco i'm like where the fuck is he gonna be like watching how well plotted out this shot was i'm like what the fuck is they're going around when they tilt the camera up to the hayloft i was like oh my god i didn't expect that camera movement like it Uh really kind of like it was really exciting, I guess, because yeah. the camera work is so shitty. <laughs> Usually, yes. I don't know. Usually it's so shitty, and this was just so good, and I was yeah. like, oh my god, that was really cool. I just, it, it makes me think that there are some people on staff who know what they're doing. Like, where, where are I don't know! The <laughs> if you were in charge of the shot, please write in and tell us, and and we'll commend you, because good job. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god. I, like, really hope that they, like, had to hand the camera over to, like, an intern one day or something, and the intern was like, listen, I have a good feeling about what I can do here. Oh my god. (sighs) And now that intern is a a real Michael Bay. Michael Bay. It was Michael Bay. (laughs) I don't know. Oh no. Isn't he the Transformers guy? He is. He likes explosions. Um, anyway... (laughs) So the kids are kids are at the barn. Rachel's like, we have to do something. Jake's like, no way. We've had too many close calls. Um, Rachel's like, the Yerks are taking over, and Tobias is stuck as a hawk. Cassie's like, we, you know, don't be like that. It's not fair. We want to help him too. And Jake's like, we need a plan. Rachel says, Chapman's obviously an important controller. They have a cat. I can acquire it and sneak in and find out some shit. Um, Marco says. While you're at it, please get the answers to our finals. And Cassie kind of laughs at him. And he's like, well, what good is saving the world if we can't get into college? Good job, Marco. This is where, when Marco said that, Scott goes, I fucking like this guy's attitude. (laughs) (laughs) This is our, Marco isn't really in this episode. So he, his few lines that he has, he really makes them count. He does. He like 
Man, Boris was bringing it that day. He was really hamming it up for the camera. I mean, is he ever not bringing it, though? That's true. He's always <laughs> bringing it. I still, not to, like, jump back, but I did mean to say this earlier in their conversation when they were talking where he totally pulls, like, a Joey from Friends. Like, could we talk about this in a more crowded place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, he was bringing it for the two or three lines he had this episode. Again, he always does, but... Yes. Anyways. Um, Rachel's like, look, Melissa's in trouble, and we have to save her before her father puts a yerk in her head. And Jake's like, that's what's going to happen to you if you get caught. Um, And then he asks Tobias what he thinks, and Tobias is there. Um, And he says, nobody wants to stop the yerks as much as me, but Jake is right. And Jake's like, okay, good. For now, we're going to keep a low profile. And Rachel looks a little annoyed. Um, mm-hmm. And Marco's like, yeah, real low profile. We're kicking it talking to a hawk. <laughs> and it's like, geez, too soon, Marco. I loved that line, though. Oh. Um, I, like, he just said it with such a sense of, like, wonder. Like, whoa, <laughs> like, we're kicking it with a hawk. so cool. Hell man. yeah. Ugh. Uh, a little bit harsh, though, I thought. Um, a little harsher, Tobias, but yeah. the delivery was delightful. Um, and then the last thing we see in the scene is Jake looking over at Rachel, who has a very good scheming face, which was very Brooke's subtle, face. but very, like, oh. I love that. Brooke's face work was exquisite oh in this God. whole episode. Yes, like the whole There's time. A, the whole time. There's a specific very good call out I have later, but yes. Oh my God. Let's, let's check in on the Chapmans. Um... <laughs> <laughs> They're eating a, they're eating dinner, and this food looks so cold. <laughs> like it, oh, it looks so unappetizing. And when he like cut off that sliver of meat, uh, I was like, you know, he's doing that because like they cooked this one meal, and that is how many takes they have. Oh and so no! Every tiny cut is a take that they have to do. Uh huh. <laughs> Oh, oh my god so unappetizing and disgusting i know it's like there should be steam rising from this food like how hard would it have been to like have a microwave on the set just like give them a real meal though like i know there's probably a thousand reasons why you can't actually do that but like that looked like just, i mean that looked like real food i know but like warm good looking food yeah like I've just been watching a lot of of Kitchen Nightmares lately, so I just feel <laughs> like <raw>. I'm green. <laughs> exactly. You're going to kill somebody. <laughs> I just like am bringing that attitude to this right now. Like, why is it cold? Do they have to send this back? How? Who's running the line? Where's quality control? Oh my god, Melissa! <laughs> Did made you it. even taste this before you put oh, it out there? No, but Melissa, a little girl, made this food. <laughs> She's not a little I don't care. <laughs> what are you? An idiot sandwich. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you fucking donkey. <laughs> oh. Well, luckily Chapman's a fucking controller and he doesn't seem to care how nasty this food is because he's eating it very mechanically. <laughs> And so mechanically. Melissa's kind of just pushing hers around on the plate, and she looks really sad, and she's watching her dad, and she's like, is your dinner okay? And Chapman very slowly and robotically raises his head. He thinks for a minute, 
Then he puts on a smile and he says, it's both satisfying and delicious. Whenever your mother is away, you will be the substitute chef. And she, she seems a little happy about that. And then he drops his smile and just continues to eat his food and she looks sad again. That smile, though. That fucking haunting ass smile. I know. I, oh, oh my, god. my god. I really, like, his whole performance in, in, in this, like, scene in particular, I really just was there for him. Like. Yes. It was so obvious. Like, he did the mm-hmm. perfect, like, everything's fine, but nothing's all right. Yeah. Like, it was just so good. And the smile in particular, like, it startled me. Like, yeah. when he did that big smile, I was like, oh, Jesus, like, what are you doing? And then he was just like, it is delicious and satisfying. And it's like, oh, my God, everything's wrong. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> another reason you can tell that something's wrong and he's a controller is that no human would continue to wear that suit after they got home from work, much less at dinner. <laughs> Like, take your fucking suit off, my dude. Put some jammies on. What are you even doing? Yeah, like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. I mean, I guess he had to look semi-decent for his meeting with Visor 3 later, but also, like, take the tie off at least, my dude. Yeah, Visor 3 is not going to know what ties are. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, Melissa's sad. Uh, Outside the house, Rachel is sneaking around. Um, and she brushes against something on, like, a table or something and knocks it to the ground. I think it's a dandelion weeder. Um, oh, Scott thought it was a screwdriver, and he goes, who leaves screwdrivers laying around like that? And I'm like, you do, my dude. I keep fucking cleaning up your shit. Oh, dabs. Leaving it laying around, so. Messy. Yeah, but I also don't know what a dandelion weeder is, so it very well could be that. It's, I've never heard of this before. It's like a little, um, it looks like a screwdriver, but it's got like a little divot in the end of it, and you stick it in the ground and you like uproot the dandelions from like the root system. Huh. Um, this yeah. Now, this is an appropriate use of slow motion to have the thing fall to the ground like that. Yes. So, good job. Um, anyway, clatters, Chapman <laughs> looks up and gets up from the table. Melissa's like, what's wrong? Um, and Chapman looks at the screen door and Rachel is hiding just out of sight. It's very Jurassic Park. Um. <laughs> what a way to put that. <laughs> it is very Jurassic Park. It is. Hiding from the raptors. Um, really good acting from Brooke here, who is like panting really hard and looks very scared. Um, Chapman finally gives up and he goes back to the table. Instead of like going out the door and looking. Like yeah. Dingus. Um, so Rachel gets out of there. She sneaks around to the other side of the house and there's cat flap in the door. Uh, she, oh God, she pulls out a can of tuna from her pocket. She opens it. She sets it down on the ground and then she puts the can cover back in her pocket. I was like, why? I fucking loved that. I also loved that because it's the nineties. We did have to call out that this was dolphin safe tuna. I fucking died. I love that so much. It's so good. It's like, here's your dinner, dolphin-friendly and everything. Fucking great. Um, Yeah, she wafts the the fish smell into the house and calls for the cat. Um, And the cat finally comes running and comes eats the food. And it's the same cat from episode two, but cleaner. Fluffer McKitty! Fluffer McKitty! Yeah, same fucking cat. Really adorable cat, but, like, I guess they could... They only have one trained. Yeah, yeah, they only had access to one trained cat at a time. So Rachel grabs the cat. Meanwhile, Jake has decided to show up to this party. Um, he sneaks through the backyard, finds Rachel, 
Rachel lets the cat go and he starts to call to her, but she starts morphing into the cat. Um, pretty good morphing sequence here, I thought. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. It was very uh, McGonagall transformation. <laughs> yes. But it was really good. Yeah. Um, there's also a lot of morphing sequences in this episode. Yeah. Like, I think last episode we didn't have any that were like on screen. Or, no, we had Marco with the security guard a little bit, but... Ooh. Everything else, uh, I think, was like a cutaway situation. Because Rachel turned yeah. into the fly, Jake turned into the dog, and the lizard. Yeah, everything else, I think, was off camera. Yeah. But they had like like three, at least, in this one. They did. Anyway, she morphs into the cat. Uh, <laughs> and Jake, who had started to call out to her, um, shuts his mouth, and he sits back down, and he looks like a dad whose teenage daughter has just made a terrible decision. Um, and maybe she has she is a cat now and she sneaks into the house through the cat flap Um, Chapman is still eating his sad dinner and he looks up because Rachel the cat has just jumped onto the kitchen counter behind Melissa and Chapman's like cat (laughs) the first of many times Um, gato gato uh, Melissa turns around to look and Chapman, Chapman is like that cat is a nuisance and Melissa's like but I thought you loved him and Chapman kind of smiles and he's like well now I don't <laughs> like, oh my god I loved the delivery of that line because it was, it was so almost good. like he hesitated to be like do I love this cat and then it computed like math went around his head he's like do I love this cat I do not love this cat inform the human I do not like this cat any longer <laughs> Uh, yeah, because, like, every other thing that she's contradicted him on, he's been like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, I'll play along with you because I'm a human. Uh, <laughs> play but with this, me in the space. Play with me. <laughs> <laughs> but this one was like, I'm sure he thought, like, Chapman does love this cat, but I don't. And I'm going to tell her. <laughs> this cat is my mortal enemy now. Fuck this cat. Um, But his, his, yeah, his face was extremely good. His delivery was amazing. And I laughed really hard. Yeah, I loved all of this. This whole scene was great. Yeah. Um, Rachel has made her appearance. She leaves the kitchen and she goes down into the basement. Um, She morphs back and they use the shadow on the wall trick from episode one. Yes. And then she starts like digging through all the shit in the basement looking for clues, I guess. I Um, guess. But she's like digging through all the tools and the workbench and like flipping papers around and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what you're looking for, but okay. I don't know if she knew what she was looking for either. Yeah. She was like, it'll just speak to me when I find it. Yeah. Looking for the disc, maybe. I don't know. I um, don't think she had that much of a plan. Yeah. Um, Chapman's done with his dinner, and he just kind of throws his cutlery down on the plate and gets up to leave and leaves his daughter with the dishes. You piece of shit. Even though she made the meal, and that's I not know. how chores work. I know. I was really mad about that. Yeah. Um, Melissa. I just realized I did that exact same thing tonight, and now I feel kind of bad. Oh, well, I mean, every once in a while it's fine, but like. I was like, I have to go talk about animorphs. You may <laughs> clean up this meal. This is Melissa's angst. She's like, oh. oh no, my dad has been making me do the dishes a lot lately. There's something wrong. <laughs> I didn't even get punished, and yet here I am doing the dishes every night. Every night for no reason. Everyone's ignoring the chore rotation. <laughs> the chore chart. 
The church. It's been for, foregone. Tonight it says Chapman, and there's a little sticker of cowboy boots next to it, so we know who it is. <laughs> oh my god. So Chapman nope's out of there and melissa's like hey wait can you quiz me on my history test tonight and he's like no you'll do a good job by yourself and she's like but you always help me and he stops and he thinks for a minute and he's like you're right why don't you start without me and then he's so fucking creepy he like leans forward and gives her like a kiss on the forehead and he's just this icky disinterested robot and i hate it yeah but to be fair, that's probably what I look like around kids, too. So I can't be too upset. He just... <laughs> uh, like, obviously, there's no warmth in his movements. and No. Yeah. Again, like, the actor did an amazing job. Um, yeah, he did. And in my first watch through, I was like, Chapman should know all this stuff. Like, why is he acting like he doesn't know anything? Blah. But then in the second watch through, I was like, actually, it makes sense, like, visually that he's like getting all this information and he's kind of parsing through it and then reacting because mm-hmm. of it so i actually really liked that yeah um, instead of just like automatically knowing everything because like this yerk is really out of his element right like he acts completely different when he's like working around visor three right but when he's trying to blend in he's having some issues yeah for so, sure i like that i like that too um, we cut to a montage. It's mostly of Jake outside checking his watch, waiting for Ra- Rachel. Um, Rachel's searching the basement. Uh, Chapman is slowly making his way downstairs. Um, making my way downtown. And then we're back out with Jake, and he sees the real Fluffer McKitty go back in the house through the cat flap, and he's like, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> Tobias fucked himself over. <laughs> <laughs> fucked up, really. Um, Rachel almost fucks up royally because she sees Chapman's legs coming down the stairs. Um, we hear the morphing foley. Chapman reaches the bottom of the stairs, turns to find that his home office has been completely destroyed by his cat. <laughs> and I, I really liked this camera shot. There's just like papers strewn everywhere and the chair slowly rotates and the cat is sitting in it. Yes, he is. <laughs> oh my God. And the cat is so cute. So such a cute baby. It is the most adorable cat I've ever seen in my life. What about Lena? Okay, second, no, third, Lena first, and then Athena. Oh, yeah. And then, well, then all the other cats I know, and then this (laughs) All the cats you know personally. All the cats I know personally are cuter. Yeah, this cat was really cute. I loved her. Yeah. I think it's a girl cat, but I'm not sure. Um, Anyway, Chapman's like, fucking cat! Um, and the real cat is starting to make his way down the stairs, which nobody Downtown, seems to notice. Yes. <laughs> Making his way downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chapman apparently decides to say, fuck that cat. And he turns to the corner and opens a secret door in the wall. Um, and he starts going through it. Rachel jumps off the chair and darts into the room before he can notice. And as he, he like checks over his shoulder to see if Melissa's coming down. And as he goes to close the door, we see another cat sneaking into the room as well. Oh, no. Um, Yeah, they killed that. Like, I don't know how they got the cats to run that fast into the other room. But those cats, like, they just killed that scene. They were so fast. That's like Sonic. They must have had really good treats in there. I guess. Man, they just, both of them just, like, booked it. And the first shot of, like, 
when it was Rachel, when she like hops over like Chapman's foot on the way in. Oh uh-huh. my god. Just such Ooh. a great such a great shot. That cat did so good. You good and love you. Oh, so yeah. Anyways, I just really enjoyed the cat acting in this scene. I thought they did yeah. great. The and then I felt from like this moment on, I felt really bad for the cat though. <laughs> um, yeah. So Chapman goes into a dark room. Uh, Rachel makes herself comfortable on a cinder block in the corner to watch. Um, and then we see, I think, the real cat sitting by Chapman's feet. And the cowboy boots are back, baby! <laughs> um, I'm a cowboy. I'm a steel horse, all right. Um, he turns on some kind of machine in the middle of the room, and it beams a full-size hologram of Visitor 3. And Visitor 3's like, you are late! And Chapman's like, a thousand apologies, oh patient one! <laughs> <laughs> One thousand apologies, sir. I had to slit a few throats, but I got it. Ah, 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 the treasure. Uh, sorry, this is not Aladdin. This is Animorphs. Uh, Chapman's like, uh, my host's daughter was suspicious. I don't really understand these humans. Uh, Visitor 3 is like, that wouldn't have happened if she were under Yerk control, which is like the first instance in a long series of him trying to convince Chapman to bring Melissa. It gets a little mm-hmm. bit tedious, but whatever. Um, Chapman starts to say something. Visitor's like, are you just agreeing with me? And Chapman's like, no, but... And Visitor 3's like, silence! Um, I was like, at this point I was like, okay, yeah, they nailed Visitor 3 because he's like, asking people questions and when they start to respond, he's like, shut the fuck up! I didn't ask your opinion. <laughs> and he won't fucking that listen That was rhetorical! Anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Don't answer that! Uh, yeah. Um... And he starts bitching about the homing beacon failing and the scientists haven't unlocked the secrets of the disc. And he wants the Andalite Bandalites and he'll beat them up and, and steal their lunch money and shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chapman starts to respond, but he steps backwards and he steps on Fluffer McKitty's tail, who yowls and runs away. Meow. Chapman is like, cat! Again. <laughs> Gato. <sighs> Gato. Sorry, we were really missing the, the Spanish in this episode, so I just really yeah. want to bring it. Gato means cat, everyone. <laughs> Can you say cat in Spanish? I only know that Very because of... Good. <laughs> oh, God. I only know Sorry. that because of Gatamon from Digimon. Because she was a cat. Oh, I only know that because it pretty much is just cat, but with a G. Yep, that's true. So, Chapman screams cat. There's... There's kind of a cool... So the cat runs over to where Rachel is, and there's kind of a cool shot of Visor 3 looking sideways, and his eyes are, like, following the cat. And I honestly didn't expect the costume to be able to move like that. So I liked that. I still wasn't in love with it, but I'll give you that. Well, like, I I mean, the costume's horrible, um, but (laughs) I just... And I don't know if this had actually been real, if, like, his main eyes would have followed the cat... Because I think mm-hmm. probably his stock eyes would have. Mm-hmm. But I still liked it. I liked that there was actually some, like, expression on his face for once. Okay. Yeah. I no, I... Yeah. Especially since he doesn't have a mouth. Um, <laughs> so to have that kind of, like... I don't know. I, I just liked it. I thought it was a nice little bit of like puppet acting there. That's very true. That's it would have been if they hadn't have done it, we would have been like, wow, that was really fucking bad. But you're right. That did. Yeah. 
It was one of those things where, like, it was a good decision and good enough that we didn't notice it. But if it was missing, it would have been. Well, you noticed it. But you know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> well, and I it make, at least they didn't, like, try to move his head, right? Because Andalites don't really turn their heads, I guess. Yeah, no. Because, again, they got the eye thing. They can move their eyes. So I move your head. Why, why move head when one move eyes good? <laughs> one talk good, too. <laughs> so he looks at the cat. And we see a shot of Fluffer McKitty and Rachel sitting next to each other. And Visitor 3 is like, your host has twin cats. <laughs> I fucking, listen, this line, whoever wrote this, fucking amazing. I don't care that it was a weird line that was probably not coherent in the script. The fact that Visitor 3 was just like, you have twin cats? It's <laughs> like... There is just something so delicious there that I loved so oh dearly. Oh my god. Twin cats? Twin what, does, cats? How does he know what a twin is? Is a twin he has a twin. he can have? He has well, a twin. Well, that's right, because the Yerks... I was thinking about Andal... I'm like, Andalites can't have twins. But yeah, Yerks... Well, yeah, they have... He does have a twin. A lesser huh. twin. I was thinking... I immediately launched into Andalite, like, could they carry two at one time? And I'm like, well, that's, like, deadly for horses. You probably don't want to get into that with Andalite. Two tail blades! <laughs> two tail blades to cut their way out of the I'm, mother. I'm assuming they're, like, birds and their their tail blades are really soft when they come out, or they don't, Oh, like, I thought you were going to say they lay eggs and just go into that <laughs> Oh, no, I'm not getting into that again. discourse! No! <laughs> I refuse. I'm not participating. <laughs> Besides, they're clearly mammals. Whatever. Um. Yeah. No. I've. I totally gave up on the whole Yerk thing. I just went immediately to Andalites. Would an Andalite know what twins are? But yeah, he has a twin. He knows what a twin is. Maybe that was when he started to really connect with cats. Because he's like, your cat has a twin. I have, I a, have twin. a twin. Oh my god. Besties. Yay. Give me your cat. Aw. I love that. I love That's that for adorable. him. <laughs> there was uh, there's not nearly enough cat enthusiasm from him in this episode no, so i'll take whatever scraps bummer. i can get i was really bummed that they cut out the love for cats that he has in the books he there's a little bit of affection when rachel's in the cage and he's like oh, hello there good evening oh you're afraid of me like but yeah i wish there was more of that like extreme cat enthusiasm like oh this creature's amazing Oh, this cat! Gato! <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god. Um, so he's like, yeah, you have twin cats. And Chapman kind of takes a second and he's like, Andalite, but which one? And he's like asking Visitor 3 this. And it's like, how the fuck would he know? This is your rodeo, my dude. He thought you had twin cats five seconds ago. Yeah. Like, what the fuck do you want from him? Oh, my God. Visor 3, at least, is practical. And he's like, it doesn't fucking matter. Bring both to me. Just get the cats, man. Just grab those cats, man. Just grab the fucking cats, man. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Uh, and then we fade to a commercial break. Hooray! Oh, I know what commercial plays. Yes? Fucking ASPCA. In the arms of the angels. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know exactly okay, what you're okay, talking okay. about. The With Sarah this... McLaughlin. Yeah, and the day. animals looking sadly at the camera. <laughs> For just 10 cents a day, you could help these angels. 
I always hated that commercial because she's like, she has a dog in her lap or whatever. The dog is so stressed out. It's like panting its ass <laughs> off. And I'm just like, okay. So cute. Bye-bye now. <laughs> I feel like everybody hates that commercial, but it's like for varying reasons. Like there's a lot of different reasons to hate that commercial. So that's my that's my contribution to this commercial break. Thank God. That was a great poll. I liked (laughs) that one. Uh, It's only because I have a little bit of beef with how they treat the cats in the rest of this episode. Um, oh, so this is the lead into what you yeah, yeah. want. This is the beginning of the animal abuse. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is the beginning of the rant about the fucking animals. Oh my god. It's not it's not that bad, but I had some beef. Um I'm ready. So, we're back in Chapman's creepy basement. Um he's approaching the cats. Finally, one of them, Rachel, starts to run away and Visitor's 3 is like, "It's that one." Uh, Chapman grabs her and holds her up and he's like, gotcha. Um, and he carries her back over to the communication device and Visitor 3 is like, when you bring me the, the Andalite Bandalite, also bring your daughter so we can invest her. And Chapman looks a little upset. And the kitty is starting to struggle. It does not like being held like that. And I feel bad for her. And Chapman clearly doesn't know how to squish that cat. I mean... He is supposed to be restraining an Andalite Bandalite, so. But you. I don't but... know that, like, if he had been gently holding her like he loved the cat, that it would have had the same effect. Maybe, but, like, the way he was holding her was, like, under her armpits, right? So, like, yeah. you're, you're still got all four sets of claws facing your, your, your jelly bits, right? Well, that was incredibly stupid, but in my mind, I thought, like, that's how they have to hold the cat, where they can restrain it, but, like, not hurt it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what laws there are here. Oh. Well, if you listen to the Vancouver vet, he he tells you to, like, scoop it up like a football and and put the butt in your hand and squish her tight to your body. But that's not visually interesting on a camera. That's true. Uh, at least you didn't. I'm like... just gonna defend this show for no fucking reason at all. Oh. <laughs> well, Visor Three picks her up in a worse way later. So. Well, he is Visor Three. He probably hasn't looked into it. That's true. He just thinks my way or the highway, kiddo. I almost said bub, but that got way too Wolverine for me. Kiddo. <laughs> yeah. So I switched to kiddo at the last minute, and I didn't feel good about that choice. But I do feel good about aborting from Bub after our earlier Wolverine Rachel discussion. Speaking of good cats, little Bub. Yes. She was a good cat. Little Bub was a good cat. I miss her. She's in space now. <laughs> they jettisoned her to Mars. They're gonna jettison her <laughs> in a spacecraft. Uh, anyway, wow. Um, we're outside the house. Jake is still in the garden, and he watches Chapman put a cat carrier in his car. Uh, Chapman gets in the car and he starts to drive away. Jake starts running after them as a, as like a human man. Um, (laughs) so like, whatever, Jake, um, clearly you can outrun a car. Um, and then he decides like, oh, hey, this actually isn't working. And he morphs into the dog. Um, luckily there are no streetlights around. Um, and I love that in the last episode, it took him absolutely no time at all to morph into the dog to chase the garbage truck. But in this episode, it takes him a good, you know, five seconds. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah. It's fine. Morph sequence it's number fine. two. 
Yeah. Um, so he starts chasing the car as a dog. He's like a dog chasing a car. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's going to do if he catches it. <laughs> um, the car pulls up to what I can only assume to be a mansion because it's got a gate and it's got like a little call pillar thing. Wouldn't he fly into a waterfall though if it were that? Well, if he was flying the blackbird, but when you just pull up to the mansion, you don't go through the waterfall. It's in the side of a cliff. How's he supposed to drive there, Casey? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know many people just drive up to the front entrance of Xavier's school for gifted children. Yeah, he has a roundabout driveway. Oh, I don't know. I, I only ever see to them turn. go into the waterfall. Well, that's when they fly there in the jet. I mean, okay, yes, if you're leaving and in the school in the jet, that is more convenient, but they do have a front gate. Well, they, wait a minute. How have you not seen the front gate? The opening of the movies always open with the front gate with the plaque that says Xavier's Institute for Gifted Youngsters, and then the gates, like, swing open, the wrought iron. I don't remember. It's been a while. I'm just thinking of (laughs) evolution specifically, I think. Where they do the waterfall thing. Um, yeah, that one they don't, like, have a driveway entrance so much. But, like, in the episodes where they do explode the entire school, you can still see, like, a big driveway in, like, the front doors. Okay. But, yeah, for the most part, they don't use that entryway in evolution. Yeah. From what I can recall. Well, because I would think, like, you wouldn't want just your everyday average person coming to Xavier's home for gifted children. Because... Well, like, that's exactly what they want, though. Like, not people there to do harm, but, yeah. like, deliveries and shit, for sure. Deliveries? It's DiGiorno. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't I'm know like, where you're going with that. That's no, I was I like, gonna deliver Rogue's packages of, of gloves that she ordered from Amazon. I don't know. It's a bunch of teenagers. They're, the, the mansion is constantly being destroyed. You cannot tell me that they don't get things delivered there. Clothes, food, Ikea shit that the kids are just going to wreck. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> New walls. Oh, my God. The amount of drywall alone in that place has got to be incredible. Uh, Putty for the walls. What else do kids with special? Nails. I mean, how much, how much shit do they need for the danger room? How much metal yeah. panels, zappy things. <laughs> Cerebro replacement parts. Cerebro replacement parts. <laughs> oh, they can't just let Eric Lencher bend all that metal and like not <laughs> ship it. What's he going to do? Hand deliver it? They don't work with Magneto like that. Yeah, he's the bad guy. He's They'll... the bad guy. He, he has to USPS it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, now we want to watch X-Men. Why have you done this? I, I've i been on an X-Men kick recently. I'm sorry. Good, 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 good. Evolution's oh. on Disney+. Plus. I should watch it. What the fuck it is? Uh, yeah. All I of it? So. And the... Oh, is it Evolution? I know they have the animated series on there. And yeah, I think they have Evolution as well. So. Uh, Hell yeah! Well, end this podcast now. I've got to leave. <laughs> I have things to do. <laughs> I have things to do. I forgot. I'm busy. Goodbye. (laughs) Don't you want to meet Victor Trent, though? Fine, I guess. (sighs) Ugh. 
So Chapman pulls up to the thing. He enters his PIN number. Um, he says his York name. He's here for Mr. Trent. Uh, there's a head scanner built into the column, which scans his ear and shows his York and confirms <laughs> Suspended him. Suspended in gelatin, apparently. Yeah. There's no brain in there. It's just float. Just uh, floating York. That's so... That pisses me off so much. Uh, like, it's not like... They're like, well, you know, in the books, it's not quite clear. It's like every single book, they do the introduction about the Yerks, and in every single book, they're like, it crawls into every crevice in your brain and flattens itself out and, like, molds itself to blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you just give me your fucking shitty little 2D rendering yep. hanging out and, like, oh, fuck this. Uh... That was the part of this episode that pissed me off the most. Oh, <laughs> we're not even at the part that pissed me off the most, but we're getting close. Oh okay. my god. Let's do it. Let's get there. So, gate opens for Chapman. He goes through, and the gate closes just as Jake the dog runs up. Jake uh, walks the perimeter fence and starts digging under it. Chapman drives up the, the long driveway. Um, and there's an area of the driveway that is flanked by two horkbajers standing on columns. <laughs> Fuck any horkbajer in this show. I'm so... I... <laughs> I fly into a rage every time there's a Horkbajer now because it's <sighs> the same so fucking footage of some guy in the costume just standing there waving his arms. And it's like, if they're not going to be used in the show as like, you know, a plot point or like a character point, why did mm-hmm. you even include them? If you're going to half-ass this thing only to use it as like a set piece, you shouldn't have fucking put them in the show. You should have just cut them. Yeah, this would have like... I feel like the Horkbizer really needed to be one of those, like, monster movie kind of things where it's like you're fighting the unknown. Like, give me the blades, like, through the trees. Give me the sound of it. Like, give me flashes of stuff moving across the camera. But the fact that they just, like, in medium light that, like, didn't even match yeah. the rest of the dark, shadowy surroundings projected them on top of these pillars. It was like, why? What is the like, point? Yeah, what is the point? Like, I guess just to say aliens were there, these are aliens. And it's like, no, you, like, fuck that. We just did the Yerk scanner in the ear thing. Like, yeah. Just let that be enough if you can't fucking be responsible enough to handle the Horkbizer. Yeah, just. Yeah, they just, they don't need to be there and they look so ugly and I, mm-hmm. I hate, I hate it. I agree. Ugh. And it's just, it's the same footage. It's just the same. They don't do anything. They just stand there and, and it's the same recycled footage every single episode. And I hate it. Yeah, and it's like the same recycled noises too. Like the whole time yeah. you're staying there, it's not like you hear like talking or like garbled yeah. anything. It's just the same like. Rah, rah, yeah. Rah. yeah. It's like, stop. Like yeah. it's like playing a Halloween soundtrack outside your house. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. It's. I, I was really pissed off about that. Um, yeah, I was not pleased at all. <sighs> at least there's a dog. Um, there is a dog. And Jake, he's digging so good. He's doing a really good dig. I'm so happy. Um, Chapman gets out of the car with the cat carrier. And he's walking to the left. And we see an Andalite hiding in the bushes watching him. Is that Visor 3, I guess? I, why is he hiding? I don't understand. I didn't understand this at all. And, like, I I was like, like, the placement of it, maybe it's Visor 3. Because that was my first thought, too. And then I'm like, are they trying to imply that, like, 
another alien is watching yeah, it's like, and is, then, like is that supposed to be Axe? Is he like, or is this like a very clever, subtle intro to Axe? But no, I think it's Visor 3 and he's just no, creeping. I think it's Visor 3. He's just hiding in the bushes only to like jump out a second later. But like also there's just no movement in the costume. So yeah. it's like, it's like he teleports. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know what they were that going for. That was Nightcrawler. <laughs> it's Beast. <laughs> <laughs> Hank, what are you doing in the bushes? <laughs> uh, Kelsey Grammer. Um, <sighs> so the other thing that's confusing is Chapman starts walking into this like garden, I guess, but it just kind of looks like a grassy field with some potted plants and some statues in it. Like, I don't know what this area is supposed to be. Um, I guess just like generic rich mansion garden i guess it like I, it did like not the statues were there for the next scene but they did like they were just this. they weren't laid out in any sort of logical way they were just fucking no. like in the middle of whatever i don't like <laughs> just some, scatter them about <laughs> it's just it pisses me off how sometimes the set design is like really good and other times it's like we half-assed this yeah this show is like really schizophrenic in that it way is. um Anyway, he's walking in this garden, and then suddenly he's, like, flanked by a bunch of, like, controllers behind him, and it's very, like, mob. It's very, yeah, like, I'm walking like... to this destination, and, like, all these lackeys are behind me to make sure I don't make a run for it. And that's fine. Like, that's cool. That's sinister. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What were you going to say? I-, I was just going to say, like, they flanked him in a really weird way. Like, the shot starts out where you think it's just Chapman walking, and then these guys kind of, like overtake him and like mm-hmm. flank him yeah it was just a, kind of a like it was a cool visual thing but it was like just kind of a weird like wait what's happening <laughs> yeah who's the man in the bushes and why are these people doing this yeah also because like i feel like they wouldn't have needed to do that unless there was a reason not to trust chapman's yerk which i guess there isn't because he's you know very reluctant to bring melissa um yeah but i don't know it was weird Maybe I'm reading into it. Yeah. No, it's all pretty weird. Um, Jake finishes digging under the fence and he crawls under. Um, Chapman and the cronies walk up to Visor 3, who is inexplicably there. Visor 3 is like, hey, what's up? And we can finally see his tail blade. And it's moving around. And you can see the blade inside the tail puppet wobbling around. And I fucking hated it. I was so mad. I was so mad. And it's like, it's just like a straight katana that they shoved into a puppet sleeve. <laughs> it's not even a fucking scythe tail blade. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a very like straight sort of blade. <sighs> I'm gonna shank ya. Fucking... Yeah, pretty much. He's gonna shank ya. Yeah. But it just gets worse when he fucking cuts the head it, of the statue off. It gets so much worse. Okay, so first like first we see a shot of Chapman walking by the statue. You can already see the line in the statue's neck, like where the <laughs> head's going to come off. And then Visitor yeah. 3 snaps his tail and cuts the head off of it. And it's obviously like on a string and they like just pulled it really quick cuz it like zooms off the edge off the side of the statue. And it's just like really and the blade did not even, like, make contact. Yeah. Yeah. He, oh, my God. It's so bad. It was so bad. Oh. Oh, my God. So bad. And, like, the other thing that sucks about that, like, so, so, so bad, is if they had have done the tail good and had it, like, cut through and then 
flipped the shot onto the statue thing and had it in a different shot slowly slide off and then yeah, fall. Like, very anime. Like, yes. Very and that samurai. way they could have like... Right. Like there was no reason to do it in one shot of Chapman walking up. Like have the prop oh and then God. have the prop with the sliced off head and do two different shots. But if yeah. they did it in that stylistic way, it would have been so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I would have done it so that he he like whipped his tail. Chapman flinches. And then we get a wider shot of the statue with the head sliding off and onto the ground. Yes. Like that's you didn't have to do the whole string trick. Like, fuck. Yeah, they, like, worked way too hard for a way shittier shot. Yeah. And there's so many shots in this this entire show that's like that. And it's just like, guys, Mm -hmm. you could have done this cheaply and easily if you had just thought about it a little bit harder. Yeah, that that was lame. Um, So he chops the head off a statue in some sort of weird power move. Um, And he's like, I hope there's an Andalite in that box. And if not, it will soon contain your head. (laughs) (laughs) i did love the idea like i just this whole narrative started playing out for me in this moment of visitor three chopping off his head removing the cat putting his head in there and like just going through the action of shoving his beheaded head in there it just it tickled me oh my god once the head's in there it's like ha 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 that wasn't as satisfying as i thought it was going to be okay put the cat back in there undo this it's fine like, I guess just shut the door now? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what this God, accomplished. Blood. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't Why accomplish. Is there so That's much the best blood? part. Like, <laughs> it was so much effort for so, like, no payoff No at all. payoff. I thought this would make me feel less empty inside. I don't. <laughs> it turns out my dad still doesn't love me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Fuck. Ugh. I would give it to somebody and be like, it's a dick in a box. Get it? <laughs> oh, no. Get it? Chapman's a dick. Oh. And I put him in the box. Dabs. <laughs> like that sad, like, <laughs> monotone, like, dabs. <laughs> Spit out my water. The most depressed dab. <laughs> um... Luckily for Chapman, his head will not go in the box because he does have the Andalite Bandalite in it. And he holds it up and Rachel goes, meow. And it's really cute. Jake is walking (laughs) through the garden. He goes behind a bush and then we hear a sound and he emerges on the other side as a man boy. Um, Which I don't really know why he morphed back because he's just going to morph back into the dog in a little bit. But whatever. Um, Just for reasons. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Although he should (laughs) have... He should have been a person so that he could undo the cage better, but whatever. Oh my god. Yeah. Just pull on the tag on the cage. That'll work. It was like so clearly like, what can you train this dog to do? Can he open the mechanism? No, he's a fucking, there's no way we can get him to open the mechanism. What if we attached a travel tag to it? Would he be able to pull on that? Like, well, yeah, I could train the dog to do that. Yeah, like that'd work. All right. We'll figure it out from here. But, like, in Homeward Bound 2, when they're at the airport and, and they're trying to get out of those cages, like, they at least kind of, well, no, the cat got them out, not the dogs. Okay, sorry. Never mind. You're right. I don't know Never what mind. About. Never mind. Homeward Bound's not a good case study for what should have been done here. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. But, like, yeah, it was, again, just one of those things. Like, yeah, yeah you could, like, I get it. 
you couldn't train the dog to like bite the mechanism and pull it down and then pull it back. He could have maintaining. He could have morphed one of his dog paws into a human hand and done the thing like Rachel did in the in the, the book, right? Did she do that? Yeah, she did a tiny human hand. Yeah. Oh my god, that would have been so good because then that would have shown that they were starting to get a hold of their morphs and they could start to control it. Mm-hmm. But instead. He just pulled the tag. Yeah. They already spent all their budget on the other morphing sequences. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so Rachel's in the cage. Visitor 3 is like, good evening. And the cat's like <laughs> scratching at the door trying to get out. And he's like, oh, does my appearance disturb you? And then he starts morphing. <laughs> and oh, man, it's rough. Oh, it is super it's rough. delightful. Oh, no, there was definitely some like sloth from the goonies like vibes going on with it oh my god and the actor I just like the actor just did everything mouth first yes he it. was making these weird faces yes for no reason because it was delightful uh, this actor was so much though he's everything to me oh my god. this actor i don't know how i is... feel about him yet um so he morphs into a man. The cat's like freaking out, and Chapman looks mildly concerned. And finally, he is Visitor Three becomes Victor Trent. And only then did I realize that they picked Victor Trent because that's the closest thing they could come to Visitor Three. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Yep. Um, he's like. He's inferior form, but he's rich and powerful and useful to me. Um, he has a mansion with a roundabout driveway, and mansion. I would like that for my limo. Yes, Visitor well, Three does love his yeah. limo. Yeah, and his chocolates. Um, <laughs> and then he pops open the cage like it wasn't even locked. Um, and he picks the cat up by her front legs. Which upset me very much. Um, like he holds her like you would a Wii controller, but by the <laughs> but by the front legs. <laughs> it's like just stop this. Like the cat didn't seem too upset by it, but it was still like, ow! Like you're gonna pop her shoulders out by doing that. I'm sorry, I can't get over the comparison <laughs> of holding her like a Wii remote, like. What a fucking comparison. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Maybe I'm, I'm in. Maybe I'm reading too much into this cat holding thing, but. No. No, you are not. We need to explore this. We need to dig into it. Clearly no one knows how to hold cats. Yeah. Was there anything on the tail end of the credits of this episode that said, like, no animals were harmed in the making of this film? I don't like, know. I haven't noticed any, but I haven't been looking for it either. Okay. Yeah, we should check for that. I have. I don't actually watch the credits, really. Which I do, bad. but, like, only to pick out whose fault I think it is. <laughs> Damn. So... <laughs> Like, at random, I'm like, hmm, that guy fucked up today, I guess. <laughs> Camera three, get out of here. Camera three, fucking it up. Um, Stinking up the room, camera three. Uh, Yeah, picks up the cat. He's like, turn back into your Andalite form. And 
Jake is hiding in the bushes and he's like, hang in there, cousin. <laughs> it's like nobody talks Cause. like that. Oh my god, the amount of time they use cuz. Oh my god. Just, we get it, your cousin, shut up. You're related, whatever. At least he wasn't like, this is my cousin Rachel. I think she's hot, but she's my cousin, so I can't. <laughs> my least favorite thing. <laughs> it is your least favorite thing. I would totally date her if she weren't my cousin. I'd totally bang her, but we're related. <laughs> Ugh, this this next scene is just like, ugh. Um, so yeah, Jake's like, Jake reminds everybody that Rachel's his cousin. Who cares? Yeah. Um, yeah Visor it's 3, very important to the plot. It is. Uh, Visor 3 puts Rachel back in the cage, calls her pathetic, and says her time limit's almost up. He'll wait one hour, and he tells a minion to take her away. Then he turns back to Chapman. He's like, on to other business. I believe you have something else for me. And Chapman's kind of like, uh... The minion puts the carrier on the bench. Um, Chapman continues to stammer, and Visor 3 is like, You brought your daughter, now go get her. And there's this scene is just like Chapman being like, Um, and Visor 3 being like, What's the problem? And Chapman being like, Um, and Visor 3 like, I'm getting tired of you, blah. And it's just like, It's so much. Just fucking get to the point. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot. Yeah. And finally, Visor 3 is like, I'm getting really bored with you, which, like, same. <laughs> he's yeah. like you won't like me when i'm bored um <laughs> I, that was such a lame fucking line versus like you won't like me when i'm angry you'll hate me when i'm, I'm getting bored. bored like what the fuck is that <sighs> i don't know um luckily it's short-lived because jake dog runs up and knocks visor three to the ground um i personally found that slightly unrealistic because jake's maybe like 55 60 pounds tops and unless a dog is running at you full force, if they just, like, jump up on your back, they're not going to knock you over. Um, like, what if you were surprised, though? Like, you didn't expect it at all. I think you'd stumble a little bit, but he, like, fell flat on his fucking face. He did. He he hammed it up a little bit. Yeah. Although, he is an Andalite. He's not wor- He's not used to walking on, for- on two legs. That's exactly right. You nailed it. <laughs> I'm using axe logic here. You're using axe logic here. Ooh. He's very unsteady. Yes. Humans just fall over. Um, they do fall over all the time. Yes. Uh, Jake knocks him over, starts running towards Rachel's cage. He's dodging minions. Uh, he reaches the cage and grabs at the live animals tag, as we discussed. And... The, the fucking minions immediately grab him and he's like, Rachel, they got me. And I'm like, no shit, dummy. <laughs> what did you expect? I don't and know. Like, I love that. Like when by got him, it's like they all just wrapped one arm around his body at various points. Yeah. Like it takes four guys to take down this very docile golden retriever. <laughs> yeah. Who's like just happy to be there. I know. He's like, oh, people are petting me now. Oh. <laughs> Um, they conjure a rope from somewhere and tie it around the dog's neck and tie him to a bench. Um, there's a funny shot of Visor 3, like, getting to his feet and Chapman's trying to, like, help him and Visor 3 just kind of, like, shoves him away. (laughs) Which is really nice. Oh, that Um, is beautiful. Jake says, or Rachel says, Jake, I'm sorry. Jake says, don't worry, we'll get out of this. Um, and then Visor 3's like, Chapman, enough of these games. (laughs) <laughs> and he walks away um 
Rachel is like, I can't get out of my cage. Uh, Visitor 3 pokes his head into Chapman's car, sees there's no Melissa, and he's like, where is she? Uh, Chapman is like, the ho- his host agreed to be voluntary on the condition that they leave Melissa alone. Visitor 3 is somehow surprised by this, and he's like, I can't believe you did this. We don't negotiate with these stupid humans. We're not used car salesmen. Blah. Um, <laughs> and then he's like, do you understand? And he holds his finger up to Chapman's nose, and his eyes are really wide. And he, like, practically shoves his no- or his finger up Chapman's nose, and it's, like, the most ridiculous, non-threatening thing ever. It's it's a great shot. Like Yes. So I much. fucking love this. I love this so much. This actor is so over the top. I love it. He's Which just l- like, he's an adult man who's never been embarrassed in his entire life. That's true. And he probably I does love improv. He probably, the worst oh kind my of acting. God. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't imagine. I don't know. He is like this is the scaled up version of the time that lady came into the illustration class to make us do the flashcards. And in the oh, yeah, scenario, yeah. you are Visor Three, and all the rest of us are the illustration students. Oh, You're no. not willing to get to your level. Oh no! <laughs> not to compare oh. you to your most hated actor on this show, but he is just so enthusiastic <laughs> and ready to rage, and everybody I else mean... is like, "We gotta play this kind of cool, though, right?" I don't hate him. I'm just, he's just a lot. Um, I, which I is love that about fine, him. I guess. Because, like, Visitor 3 is very over the top and hammy, right? Yes, exactly. But I kind of feel like some of the adults are trying to be just cartoon characters, and, like, the younger kid actors are just kind of doing a different thing. I don't know. Like, it's hard to describe. Yeah. Like, like the kids are like, we're doing a kid's show, but we're just, you know, we're kids. So we're just going to like, you know, just, except for Christopher. <laughs> but... Christopher. Yeah. He's like, oh. <laughs> I, like, part of that for me just once again falls back on that. Like, whoever is supposed to be directing and like planning this out is just not explaining it correctly and like not spending the time because... It's the same thing as, like, when the controllers were running around the construction site and they were confused, or when they were all in the yerk pool and, like, nobody but Nadia knew what was, like, really happening. So nobody... It's just, like, whoever keeps, like, bringing on these extras, they're not, like, coaching them in exactly Mm -hmm. what they're... Like, there's no clear vision that they can say, like, okay, like, you're doing this and you have to be over the top, but... We're taking this seriously. Like, we're doing this thing seriously. And, like, you need to, like, pretend like it's serious. Instead, they're like, this is for a kid's television show. And the guy's like, got it. And they're like, you do you, bud. Yeah. it. Some of of the adult actors feel like they're being a little bit condescending, I guess. Yeah. And it's like they just don't. Like, I feel like that should have been the place where, like, the director or producer whatever stepped in and said, like, no, like cool take or whatever but like this is not the feel that we're going for on this show like we're uh-huh. doing something more serious than this so like play it yeah. up a little bit more like yeah yeah it's like the adults and the extras more often than not are just so campy and the main yeah. cast is not and that really feels like a whole thing where it's like oh this is like supposed to be a goosebumps esque series so like are all of these people like, oh, I've seen Goosebumps. Like, I know how you want me to act. It's like, but no, that's not what we're 
doing here i don't yeah i don't know um and like from from like a uh making fun of an analyzing sort of standpoint it's like yes the visitor three actor is very funny Mm -hmm. but from like uh if we were on this production and we had any creative input whatsoever it would be just kind of exhausting i guess that's absolutely true and i think that if this was filmed in episode order um it probably would have been helpful to them to actually switch this up so that like they the first day that they have visitor three on set and like all of those guys they're playing off the kids so they know like what the kids are doing i think that would have been more effective because these guys are kind of acting in a vacuum right yeah yeah this is visitor three's first scene and he's not interacting with any of the kids he's got animals on set doing like crazy shit and he's got chapman and like he has no idea like what is going on with this production or what the feel of it is before now so mm-hmm. yeah i think there's a lot of stuff that like we could pick apart now i absolutely love visitor three because he is yeah, so yeah. ridiculous and like the face work just cracks me up like when he's more yeah 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 like that but he is not doing a good job playing off what the tone of the show is at all. Yeah, and I can't pinpoint why that bothers me sometimes, but not others. Yeah. Because, like, obviously there are there are times in here where I laugh my ass off because something is just so ridiculous and over-the-top and campy, but other times it's just like, you're not doing it right. Can Like, how am I supposed to feel about this show, you know? Can I tell you why it bothered me? Sure. It was because coming from being a fan of the books, this was the moment where Chapman is crying and laying it all out Mm -hmm. and begging for his daughter's life. And in the books, this is a monumental moment where like we find out that our biggest villain up until this point is just a dad trying to do his best for his daughter who Mm -hmm. he loves so much. And like... That was a huge revelation for us in the books, and it was hugely important, and it was treated with such little respect in this instance. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's what really bothered me. Because, like, I laughed for this whole scene, and I kind of, like, I'm like, yeah, it's a TV show. Like, take it for what it is. But this was such a big moment. And not even just for Rachel, who, like, this became her reason to fight and to stay in the... I mean, not that she needed one, but should she need one, this was kind of her inspiration. But also because it just gave you that insight into, like, it Mm -hmm. could be anyone, and it could be your parents who are fighting for you and who love you, and you'll never get that. Like, they'll always be distant and prisoners in their own minds and never be able to actually interact with you. And mm-hmm. how sad it is for Melissa that she has no idea why her dad's suddenly cold and distant. And if only she could know how much her dad loved her and how hard he was fighting for her. Like, mm-hmm. all of that's huge. And what we got was, like, a weird shaman healing vignette oh my of God. some sort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like... One of the most powerful moments in the second book for me was when they were at the Chapman's house and Visitor 3, were they at the Chapman's uh, Mrs. Chapman was there as well, mm-hmm. and they were breaking the control of their yurks, and Mrs. Chapman was trying to, like, strangle herself. Yes. Like, that is so fucking intense. And, like, that's a little probably a little too dark for a Nickelodeon show, but... Right. 
but even you're... the like when Melissa started crying and Rachel stretched the two hour time limit to go stay with yeah. her in bed. All of like... the emotional beats of that book are just missing in this episode. Mm-hmm. And instead we're forced to be like, you know, it's explained in like a couple lines of dialogue. Like, oh, hey, Chapman really cares about his daughter. It's like, yeah, but we don't feel that. Yep. And it's like everything came down to the note at the end and Brooks acting in the last like 45 seconds. Yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. that should not have been how this was played yeah. at all. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, if you overlay the Benny Hill theme to the whole controllers it ending is. thing, yes. it's not out of place. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of Chapman breaking free, he... Briefly does, and he starts screaming, No, no, you can't have my daughter! And he tackles Visitor 3, and they start fighting on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and the goons that are guarding Jake and Rachel run over to see what the commotion's about. Rachel's like, this is our chance. And Jake starts pulling and biting at the rope. Rachel asks what he's doing, and Jake informs us that he is pulling and biting at the rope in order to get away, because we, yeah. the audience, are complete fucking idiots. Yep. <sighs> hate shit like that um i mean yeah it's just so opposite of the tone of the books yeah yep <sighs> chapman and visitor three are still wrestling the goons pull chapman off and he's yelling leave my daughter alone and then <laughs> yeah and then visitor three walks up to him and like a tv evangelist exercising a demon smacks his hand on <laughs> chapman's face and tells him to regain control of his host oh my <sighs> god that was brutal Ugh. And just, like, the way that Chapman's face was, like, stretching under this guy's grip. Like, ugh. It was so terrible. Yeah. I, like, was wondering, like, if the actor that played Chapman was getting really, like, kind of weirded out by how intense this this Visitor 3 guy was. Yeah. It's like, God, he's gonna poke his eye out or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. The whole thing was pretty rough. Yep, but... Jake finally breaks free of the rope. He runs over to Rachel. He pulls on the tag. Somehow that works. And he opens the door and she gets free. Um, Finally, the power of Christ compels Chapman and he regains control. (laughs) And Visitor 3 kind of like lightly pats his cheek a couple of times, which is like, God, you're awkward. Wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. (laughs) It's awkward and condescending and just kind of fucking weird. It was kind of like, don't worry, it happens to all of us. And he's like, okay, now that that's over, now that you've had your little hissy fit, it's time for the Andalites. Jake barks for some reason in order to draw attention, and he and Visitor 3 looks over and sees them running, and he's like, no, get them, go get them now. Um, that was, Scott lost his fucking mind about this. He was like, they were free and clear until the until Jake fucking barked. Why would he bark? That's so fucking dumb. Yep, I'm there with you, Scott. You should not have barked. You could have avoided this whole chase scene if you just kept your dumb dog mouth shut. Yep. Dumb dog. Yep, yep, yep. But again, we are the idiot audience. We need some sort of vocal cue. I don't know. I don't, um, I don't know. I guess we need the, like, excitement of the chase on top of yeah, everything else. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Whatever. The controllers start running after them. There's a chase scene through the woods. Jake's like, run faster, Rachel. And she's like, I'm a sixth of your size. I'm going as fast as I can. I got mad on her behalf. Um, Yeah. There's 
kind of a cool like shaky cam shot where like the camera person was obviously chasing the animals and it's like shaking around. I kind of liked oh, that. That was I, very exciting for me. There, sorry, there is another shot that just while we're talking about this, I want to call back to when the controllers were coming after Jake and he was dodging them mm-hmm. and the camera person was at like dog level and clearly dodging through them. Oh, yeah. They did some like really like, well, not they did like two really cool shots like that. The chase scene and then like the the dog dodging them perspective was uh-huh. really cool as well. Yeah. Sorry. Anyways. No, no, no. It's, it is kind of interesting to see the camera decisions being made through as these episodes go through it it kind of feels like they're learning and growing yeah um, or at least experimenting a little bit with like yeah okay how do we get this into like the dog's perspective here yeah yeah i don't know i'm some of the camera work in this was really really good this time around and i hope it continues to get better jesus christ please <laughs> <laughs> my hopes and dreams my hopes and dreams um so chasing the animals shaky cam somebody shoots a flashlight sorry draken beam um and it hits a nearby tree and there's sparks flying off of it um suddenly there's a hawk screech and the goons look up and tobias sweeps in and apparently this is like the scariest fucking thing ever because the dudes are like screaming bloody murder and cowering in fear as one guy has a hawk on his arm (laughs) Yep. <laughs> and he's not even doing anything. He's just like flapping yep. and holding onto this arm. And I'm just like, calm down, everyone. Yep. Um, but whatever, it works. And Jake and Rachel get away. Hooray! Uh, God, another fucking Visitor 3 enchantment scene because apparently we're not done here. Uh, Visitor 3's like, okay, whatever. Bring me the girl. Bring me Melissa. And Chapman's like, um, can I not do that? Because it's very distracting when my host fights me. And also, she's very small and would be of no use to us. And Visor 3's like, okay, shut up. You had me at the first thing. And then <laughs> he gets up in Chapman's face and he's like, she'll remain uninfested for now. And then leaves. Um, there's kind of a shot of Chapman looking contemplative. And there's kind of a cool shot of like him from below. And then it kind of blurs him out and zooms in. Or not zooms in, but, like, focuses in behind him where Tobias is, like, hanging out in a tree. Yes. Um, I liked that shot a lot. Yeah, then, I did, too. Yeah. And Tobias takes off. We cut to Jake and Rachel walking down the road. Uh, Jake has Tobias on his arm. And Rachel's being like, Chapman really loves his daughter. He's doing all this to protect her. Uh, Jake's like, yeah, I guess she'll be okay. Rachel takes the rope remnants off of Jake's neck. And she's like, sorry, I got you into my mess. I don't blame you if you're mad. Jake's like, I'm not mad. And Tobias says he's impressed. Uh, Jake says that was really brave. Rachel says you guys helped. Uh, And then Jake says something really dumb, which is like, what are friends for if they can't protect you from evil space slugs? Yep. He does say that. So 90s. (laughs) It was so 90s. Christ. Um, Rachel's like, at least we know they don't know how to work the disc, and they think we know. And Jake's like, they're in for a long wait then. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to go. And he hands Tobias off to Rachel, because he needs yep. to be he needs to be babysat. Yep. Um, she asks Tobias if he's okay. Tobias is like, yeah, it's not so bad being a bird. I don't have curfew or homework or whatever. Um, and she's like, you remember that picture that my sister took of us? And he's like, don't show it to me. 
Don't show it to me, Rachel. Don't show me the picture of me. I need the darkness. I need the night. <laughs> I'm not the hero Gotham needs. <laughs> I'm the hero that Gotham deserves. <laughs> Um, Rachel is like, I'm going to ignore your very reasonable request and I'm going to make you look at it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I need to start saying that to people. Um, I'm going to ignore your very reasonable request and do this anyway. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Like, seriously, it's like, if he says, if he's that intense about not seeing the picture, it's like, don't fucking show it to him. It's still very new to him. Like, fucking leave him alone. Yeah, I feel like we're really reacting to, like, book Tobias at this point. Like, yeah. listen, he's hurt. He doesn't want to see this. Like, you're going to, like, stress him out. You're going to injure him. Like, please, yeah. like, let it go. But what we need to be reacting to is TV show Tobias. That's yeah. like, but they're together. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's so hard because I had that same reaction, too, of, like, He's not ready for this yet. Like, he just became a hawk. He's coming to terms with it. And then it's like, actually, this is a TV show. Just get over it already. (laughs) Which is what he does. Like, he's like, yeah, it's not so bad. Oh, that wasn't as traumatizing as I thought it was going to be. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So she pulls out the picture that she has in her pocket. I guess she carries it around with her, which is kind of cute and creepy, but whatever. Um, she's like, Kiet. She's like, the guy in the picture is still you. Tobias is still inside of your hawk body. Don't forget him. And Tobias is like, maybe I want to forget. Because he's emo. Um, he is emo. He wore that jacket. <laughs> wore that jacket. Something. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, she says goodnight to him. And he launches off her arm and her hair flies up. And it's very cool. Um, he flies off into the trees and then we get a shot of her face and she says, good night, Tobias. And there's a tear on her face. Oh, it's very sad. It's very sad. She cares about him. She does. Uh, and then we go back to school. Um, Melissa's walking up the staircase. She pulls some shit out of her bag and a piece of paper falls out of her books and lands on the ground. We get a shot of her amazing Doc Martin shoes as she bends down <laughs> to pick it up. Holy shit, those shoes. Um, Rachel is creeping in the staircase above her. Melissa unfolds paper and it says, Melissa, your father loves you more than you know, only he can't show it. Signed, a friend. Um, There's an immediate shot of Rachel, which lets us know that she wrote the note. Um, Melissa seems to look very cheered and happy about this note. And she starts to walk away and Rachel runs up to her and they start walking home together. Um, Narration plays over. I probably shouldn't have written that note. Jake would say it's too risky. Marco would think it was too sappy. But Chapman gave up everything to protect her. He loves her. And this is why we are fighting for the people we love. And someday we're gonna win. And that's the end of the episode. I have two things. Okay. One is that um, when they were walking with Tobias, I thought they both did a very good job. And um, Rachel held her um, arm up very high, which is impressive because that gets very tiring very quickly. Uh, Especially with a big bird like that. Especially the big bird. It takes a a toll. But um, 
Also, when Tobias took off of her arm, she continued with the face work, despite the fact that he definitely kind of tipped her face a little bit with that wingtip. Was he? Went <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. She kind of flinched she, a little like, bit. <laughs> she flinched, but she held it enough that it was like, all right, cool. She like she's doing all right, but she definitely took a little bit of wing to the face there. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> I was very proud of her for that. Now, then we cut to this note thing, yeah. and like, there's. So many ways to play this. Like, one, the handwriting. She's definitely going to oh, probably know God. it was you, Rachel. Like, for sure. That's yeah. a very distinctive girls from the 90s handwriting. You should have cut out letters from a newspaper like a serial killer. Well, like that. Or forge it from her dad. Be like, just wanted oh. to let you know I love you so much. Signed, dad. Oh, that's cute. And then it's Put like. Put it in her lunchbox. Put it in her lunchbox. And then even if she's like, well, this doesn't look like his handwriting. She goes home. Dad, is this from you? What's he going to say? No. He's probably <laughs> just going to be like, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, just play it off that way. Why are you being so creepy? Like, if I think my dad doesn't love, well, my dad doesn't. <laughs> so if my dad's writing me a note that's like, you know, I love you so much, signed dad. I'd be like, oh, that's nice if I was a naive idiot like Melissa's. But if it says, your dad loves <laughs> oh, you no. so much, just FYI, he can't show it, signed a friend. I'm going to be like, what fucking prank bullshit is this? Yeah. Like, like what the fuck is that? <laughs> she, well, is that what she did in the book? I don't quite remember. I don't think she did. I think she did something, but I don't know if she did that. And if she did do that, then it was done in a way that was much more convincing to me than this. Uh, uh, yeah. The only thing I remember is um, Jake calling Tom and being yeah. like, Tom, don't give up. Don't give up, Tom. Don't give up, Tom. Um, You'll die eventually. <laughs> yeah, she does something, but like, you will die eventually. Tom. <laughs> oh, no. She does. I can't remember what she does exactly in the book, but she does something. Yeah. But yeah, that I don't. That know. handwriting was. Yeah. Yeah, very clearly, written. Like somebody wrote this down, said, "Can you give me the most generic '90s girl script?" And they're like, "On it! I know exactly what you want." Uh, but then they also like blew it up to an unreasonable size for legibility. Twenty-four sake. point. Yeah, <laughs> it's like no, this would be at like twelve point size if it were actually handwritten. But no, they had to blow it, it up. Even yeah, yeah, they did have to blow it up. And like, it's so funny that like they didn't have her read it out loud to us, like the email scenario. Yeah. I guess they think we're growing and learning things every day. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. This episode was okay. I'm feeling worse about it now. Oh, no. I came, no, it's fine. I came into it thinking, like, I had a lot of fun. I really like the goofy faces and all that kind of stuff. And oh, that was no. all I was really thinking about was, oh, like, no. oh, it was Rachel. Oh, there was goofy faces. But now that we've picked it apart, I'm like... Yeah, it wasn't great, actually. <laughs> sorry. Don't be sorry. It's not your fault. It's whoever fucking worked on this shit and didn't be a good enough director to tell everybody what we were doing so everybody could be on the same fucking page. I just felt like we were having fun until I started disparaging about Visitor 3 actors, and then and then we were like, yeah, they didn't take it seriously enough, blah, 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 and then it kind of 
came down from there. So sorry if I so basically the what mood. you're saying is we fucking dicked around and then we finally started getting down to business and actually critiquing shit and we ruined our own lives <laughs> with are... our own critiques. <laughs> we did this to show. ourselves. We did this to ourselves. We basically just did what we promised, which is to critique the books and the TV show that we love so much. And in doing so, we made ourselves sad. Yep. Yep. Well, that's that's kind of on us, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think this was also a weird episode because we didn't have the whole cast. Yeah, like it was it was just weird. I can't wait till Axe comes into the picture. Me too. Well. It better While be soon. Yeah. I need him. We all need him. <laughs> he is a light in dark places. He's the hero all that of the I lights deserve. have gone out. <laughs> <laughs> I went Batman, you went Lord of the Rings. Perfect. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, man. Uh, fuck. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So, let's yep. let's rate our little characters. Our all li- right. Our little let's, friends. Let's rate Jake and Sean. Well, Sean was fine as always, but Jake gets a low score from me because I feel like he was wholly ineffectual in this episode. I completely agree. And I also was like, man, he's not really acting like Jake the leader at all. Like by book two, he's already taken on the full weight of the responsibility of Tobias being trapped. Yeah. And like in the, in the TV show, he's like, well, at least you're still alive, so that's something. Da, 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 da. And, like, <laughs> there was that moment, like, Rachel went off, and instead of, like, having that moment where they're together in the woods where he turns to her and says, you, like, what you did tonight was brave, and we found out a lot, but you can't keep going off like that. We're a team. We have to work together. Yeah. Which I feel like isn't a reasonable Jake thing, like, the good and the bad. He's yeah. just like, no, it was super cool. Take this bird later, cuz. <laughs> have like, a bird. <laughs> Have for a your bird. troubles. Goodbye. Yeah, the whole thing was like super weird. Yeah. So yeah, Jake gets a low score, but you know what? Sean acted the shit out of it. He gets yeah, a yeah. five from me for sure. And like the beginning of the episode wasn't bad because Jake, you know, apart from like that dig at Tobias, he, you know, when they mm-hmm. were at the barn, he was like, "No, this is stupid. Like, we need a plan. I'm not just gonna rush in. We've had too many close yeah. calls. Like, that was fine. That was very Jake. But like the yeah. rest of the episode, he was just kind of like whatever he's like i'm just gonna like hang outside and you know not do anything just check my watch a few times yeah means nothing to us because like in our minds it's like 15 seconds has passed yeah if he hadn't been like giving us like an update or maybe we get an over the shoulder shot where we see the digital like you know yeah 7 30 8 45 like you know something like that where like we could yeah yeah and then he morphed into a dog, went to the mansion, morphed into a kid, and was like, wait, that was dumb. Morphed back into a dog, immediately got captured. Like, you dumbass. Yeah, he did not do good with the decision-making aspects. Ugh. And, like, it super sucks, too, because, like, the Rachel getting out of the carrier scene, like, she was going full ninja, like, smashing a cage, like, running up Wizard 3. Oh, yeah. Alien body. Like, there was, from what I can remember, and dear God, was it a long time ago at this point, but from what I can remember, like, it was a super action-packed sequence of her doing, like, a bunch of cool ninja shit. Didn't she jump and then Tobias caught her in the air and, like, 
like dropped her in a tree or something. I believe so. Yeah, like he went right through like her scruff and her back and like yeah, fully yeah, talented yeah. her and carried her off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, so yeah, Sean gets a five. Jake gets a two from me. I was gonna say two. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. With that too. All right, what about Rachel? Five, 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 five. Five, 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 five. Brooke gets a five, two. Five, yes. five, five. Yeah. Five, four, fighting. Five, five, five. American five rock band, five for punch. fighting. <laughs> five finger death punch. <laughs> yes. Five seconds to Mars. Oh. Or no, it's 30 seconds to Mars. No, five days of summer. <laughs> I'm trying to think of band names with five in them. Jackson, five. Oh. Oh, God. There's a lot of fives in, in music. Uh, anyway. Five's a good musical number. I guess. It's like and it's a magic number. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, <laughs> Brooke, good job. Always. Constantly. Always. Her <sighs> face acting was so good. She was given a couple of really dumb lines, but she did her best with them, and I appreciate that. Yeah, she pulled off so much that she just should not have been able to. Oh, she did great. All right. Uh, Tobias? Yeah. I guess Christopher just did voice acting, and I thought he did a pretty good job. Um, Yeah, I agree. Um, I definitely was, like, judging how well they interacted with, like, having to read lines with the hawk. Sure, yeah. And there was very few times that I was like, wow, that's totally awkward and unbelievable. Like, I thought that mm-hmm. cutting was actually not half bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, so. I'm thinking specifically in, like, her bedroom in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And, like, they've got some, like, really good shots of the hawk looking at her, too, that they kind of, like, they picked some really good cuts for mm-hmm. the conversation they were having. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was pretty good. Um, and I didn't I didn't have a problem at all with Christopher's voiceover work in here. I thought I would, um, because of the first bedroom conversation, I was like, ooh, it's like a little stilted in a way. Yeah. But then it like as the episode went on, it kind of got more natural. Yeah, yeah. So, I thought I'd have a problem with it, but then by the end, I was like, yeah, actually, this is going pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <sighs> See ya. I will give fives for Tobias, Christopher, and the Hawk. Excellent. I'll I'll agree with that. Am I guess <laughs> Cassie's next. Who had one gonna... line in the entire? Like she wasn't even in the hallway when Marco and Jake showed up. No. Like she had one line in the whole show. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it was just like her reactions to Marco's jokes. And her one line. And that was it. But you know what? She did great. So I'm going to give her five. I'll give her fives. (laughs) Fuck it. The one line, she delivered it. She did not quit. Her face made me think she actually found Marco's joke about going to college amusing. (laughs) So. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Five. I feel like Cassie is actually the only character that canonically went to college. Yes. She was the only one that was committed to that bit. Yeah. Uh. <sighs> All right. Let's talk about Marco and Boris. Uh, yeah. Just, I mean, again, not really in this episode, but very, not really. Very good. 
I agree. I his lines were like I don't know. He just the, from the 30 seconds he was on the camera in this whole thing, he just delivered like zinger after zinger and then just dropped and left. Yep. He was just like, "Enjoy my joke. Goodbye." It was like a drive-by joking. <laughs> drive-by joking. Yes. <laughs> oh no. So, I I enjoyed that. Um, and I, it's half of this is just that magical shot to him up in the loft, like the camera, (laughs) it just did a thing that was so good. And I was shocked and amazed. I'm so surprised. So surprised. So amazed. And again, he didn't really do anything offensive. So like fives, fives fives. (laughs) We also got a little bit of analytical Marco in the first scene he was in, in the hallway where he was like, hey, we're in the middle of a hallway. Maybe we should not talk about this right now. Yeah. Which I kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Good job, everyone. Except Except for apparently Jake. (laughs) Jake as a character. Jake as a character. Sean did great. Yeah. He was sweating so little this episode. He was. was really I, impressive. I noticed that. He chased a car and it was like not a sweat drop on him. Didn't didn't break a sweat. Yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how uh, we judge people is how much they sweat when they do things. <laughs> oh, also Chapman, five. Richard, five. Oh, yeah, for sure. That creepy ass smile alone gives him a five. Hell yeah. Yeah. Visor 3's face work gets a five from me. Just his face work alone. Just in a, his in face. A, captured in a bottle and set aside. <laughs> that morphing face sequence gets a five from me. Oh, it was so horrible. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, though. Um, to be fair. To be fair. Uh, morphing is not supposed to be pretty. So I liked That's, that it had that like yes. freakish disfiguration sort of feel to it. So he was just trying to make us uncomfortable, and I loved it that. worked. So I guess <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, shit! All right. Well, if that's it, then you can email me to talk about how much you loved Visor Three's face when he morphed and Chapman's creepy smile. And you can send me all of your admirations for those things at anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com. You can post them on Facebook at Animorphs Anonymous or join our super secret, super awesome Facebook group, The Andalite Bandalites, which you can find at facebook.com slash group slash Animorphs Anonymous. Or you can tweet them at me at Animorphs Anon. Or you can Instagram me messages, which seems against all of Instagram's policies. But go ahead and do that at Animorphs Anonymous. <laughs> what? I, they're like we like pictures like it's not really like an interactive yeah, messaging site but like true. i'll i'll try i'll do my best for you instagram is not you. the first choice but it's theoretically possible to do is what we're if trying it's to say. your first choice then you do that and i will do my best for you that's right i'm reaching into your headphones and saying you specifically i mean we did connect with boris through instagram so it's not that's true <laughs> completely disparaging um <laughs> If you want to talk to Alex, myself, and a bunch of other really cool Animorphs fans, you can join our Animorphs Anonymous Discord server. Um, it's super fun. Everybody talks like every single day, and it's honestly like the best thing ever. Um, if you want the link to that, you can email us or contact us on any of our other social medias. Um, mm-hmm. And if you want to listen to the rest of our podcast, we've done all the books, and you can listen to that wherever podcasts are available. 
Pretty much. Unless you have to pay for it. And then we said, fuck that shit. Yeah. We don't stand for that. No capitalism here. No capitalism here. You know what else? I would love to know of like a comic that I can just read for free online, but that's super awesome. Do you have a recommendation for me? There's only one comic you should read, and it's my comic. It's called Beside You. You can. Sorry. <laughs> no, I loved that so much. I'm sorry, I broke. I was gonna. I was gonna carry it through. I was gonna commit to the bit. <laughs> um, uh, Dive back in. <laughs> Dive back into it. There's only one comic you should read. There's only one comic that matters. It's fucking mine. Um, it's called Beside You. You can go look at that at b-s-i-d-e-y-o-u-comic.com. Um, I work really hard on it. You should go check it out. Um, I also have a Patreon, and you can get early pages. I'm, like, thousands of pages ahead. Not thousands. I'm, like, ten pages ahead. So you should get on that. Um, you can find that at patreon.com slash kcdstudios. Yes. Uh, there's I... a cat in my window! <laughs> tuxedo cat in my neighborhood it's been visiting our yard it just popped up it scared the shit out of me i'm so sorry that's terrifying oh surprise gato i'm so glad i finished my comic pitch before it decided to spook me <laughs> me too that's anyway spooky. i i heard you're on um, a different uh podcast what what's that about oh uh, well i didn't want to admit it to you i i want you to think that only you and i can podcast together <laughs> but the rumors are true. I am sometimes an ac- accidental third host on another podcast. It's called From Cadmus to Crisis, this is a Superboy podcast. And uh, I do that with David and Drew, who are on our Alternamorphs episode. And they're very funny. They're way funnier than me. But you know what they can't do? They can't voice knockout. And only I can do that. <laughs> so you want to uh come over oh also i'm one of the voices of the triumvirate so come over listen to me do terrible terrible voice acting with these characters and david and drew make excellent excellent jokes it's very fun fuck how do we end this normally i don't know let's run through the trees away from the controllers and i have a question yeah are you trying to tell me to tiptoe through the tulips? With me. <laughs> okay. That's the most horrible thing ever. Goodbye. Bye.